0: You're listening to the SoulCast broadcast with Kenyon and Martin, where we bring awareness to toxic relationships, encourage singles growth, and improve couples strengthening.
1: We're helping you break the bonds that have broken you and build the bonds that will better you. Join us every week on Facebook Live Wednesdays at 7.30 p.m. Eastern and 4.30 p.m. Central.
0: You can also send your questions to Instagram at AskTheMartins, as well as Twitter at AskTheMartins.
1: Let's get into this week's episode. help help okay so as y'all know we get hundreds upon hundreds of emails every single week a lot um we get a sometime lot Sometimes repeats sometime repeats um and and again we always try to approach things um no judgment. And from a standpoint where we feel like, you know, if we can help somebody, we will help them through that situation as much as we can over messenger and text. Right.
0: Absolutely. Um, bef- privately.
1: Yeah. yeah, privately. But sometimes we do get letters that are so similar that we feel like if Three people are having the same issue, 300 are having the exact same issue across the globe. So why not create a program that is going to address everyone that may be going through this? And because we've got this particular type of question Way too many times we wanted to kind of bring it to our our podcast and our Facebook live audience to really um, give some give some feedback, give some answers. And and I'm sorry, throw some Bible in it, too.
0: Absolutely. I'll tell you what, this has been a serious issue. Mm -hmm. Um, We've been getting every since we actually started. And that was back before Facebook live when we were playing around with Periscope. And before any kind of podcast, we were getting this question because what happens is, is that those who are in the ministry or those who are married to those in the industry, they always come to us under, um, you know in, in, in a very confidential and very trusting way right and so it's important that we keep the information uh, confidential while sharing the situation so that we can help those of all those of you who are not speaking to us and those of you who are fearful of what it looks like to say hey listen I'm in the body of Christ, I'm working, I'm serving, but there are problems. We're having some personal problems. So we're going to speak to that right now. Yes. Um, we have a couple of letters. I'll let you read the letters or if you want me to, I can, it's up to you. I can and read then them, we'll go think. And we'll go directly into those. Y'all ready?
1: Okay, so we got two different people that had the si- a similar situation that we wanted to address. So the first letter, and I just want to make sure I'm correct. They're, they're separated by that line there, right?
0: Absolutely. Okay. Yes, ma'am.
1: First letter, Ken and Takara, I know you get a lot of emails, so I will make this quick. I'm confused and torn. I feel like I'm fighting God for my husband. Oh, don't Mm. get me wrong. He's a good man. He loves the Lord. He serves with his heart. He's humble and loving. He's just a good man, a good father to our children. But as a husband, he sucks. His time and energy all go to the church. He tries to spend time with me, but he's not really here. I feel alone. I feel useless. I want to be a wife. Help me. Lord knows I need some help meat m e a t <laughs> okay so um i'm okay. sorry if it's way too much but i need my husband here with me w i t h me with me i feel guilty because i don't want him to do ministry anymore do i really have to sacrifice my marriage to serve what can i do wow that's a
0: heavy one that's a heavy one let's go to the second one and then we'll then we'll start connecting some dots
1: okay so i won't lie back when i prayed for a man i prayed for a man of god i wanted a man who knew god and i wanted to be married to the kind of man that's a leader he gets the whole room's attention when when and when he's by my side we're a power couple sorry i might have messed it up a little bit that's right i know that sounds shallow shallow but who doesn't want that a man that can respect, I'm sorry, a man that can respect and admire and like doing things with. That's what I wanted until I got it. I thought it'd be different being married to a minister. Okay. Hey, Erica. <laughs> so my husband is that kind of man. He's the worship ministry leader in a pretty big church. We've been married for some years and he makes good money. He does a good job, I guess. Well, he does a good job for them, but when it comes to me, I'm the last part of his day. I feel like something, I feel like I'm something he has to check off every time he talks to me. I feel like a chore or something that he's got to do, which lately he finds excuses not to do. The women he works with give me side eyes. I try not to pay attention. I know he sees it. It's funny. One day I was Mm. talking to him. We Mm. were making plans for something. And with no excuse me, no pardon me, no nothing. This woman starts talking to him with her side, kind of her back to me. She didn't even acknowledge me. He didn't say I'm talking to my wife. He didn't say say hi to my wife. He carried a conversation as if I wasn't there. I'm saved, but I ain't always been saved. And I carry Vaseline and a headband for times like this. The problem is, sorry, but the problem isn't her. It's him. They treat me like he treats me. And I'm tired of my husband treating me like dirt. Like being treated like this is what I'm supposed to do. The worst part is he really thinks this is right. A week ago, I told him how I felt about how he treats me. I even told him that if things don't change, I was leaving. He said, you should be okay with it because it's my ministry. You knew what you signed up for. Mm. I should support his position and not oppose it. Like basically he said, uh, he said, shut up and take it. I'm not okay. This is not okay. And it hurts. I don't want to do this anymore. To be honest, the reason I haven't left already is because after all I've been through, I'm not making room for one of, sorry, after all I've been through, I'm not making room for one of his groupies. I'm tired. I'm just tired. I want my marriage, but not like this. Can you help? Okay. So we got two different situations, right? Yes. We got
0: a marriage that someone is, they're being, they're, they're being neglected. And then another marriage where they're being almost totally abandoned and mistreated in the process. And, uh, we're, we're going to speak to those letters directly, but first, we want to connect some dots for some overarching issues, right? Some issues that you may have. Now, listen, I want you to understand this while we're talking about marriages, it's very important that we start to do that. That, um, not only those who are married, not only those who uh... may be in this situation are watching but make sure you singles are taking note as well the reason why is is because i know for a fact after a lot of conversations Uh, One some of the things that you are looking for is that power couple type scenario. You're looking for that man or woman of God. You're looking for a a picture perfect scenario. And so when it comes to these type scenarios, I want to make sure that you get some of the danger signs of when you or your mate are not um, actually in sync. Um, Yeah, so. So, I want you to kind of hang on now. If it sounds like it's as juicy and something that you think somebody needs to see, go ahead and take a moment and share it now because I'm about to tune up. Well, I ain't gonna tune
1: up. <laughs> You're about to tune up. <laughs> I'm about to
0: get an organ. I'm about to get an organ. No, no, to no, play. no, 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 no. We do real answers here. We do real answers here. Right. So, <laughs> this is it, but it's very important because we get this and it's sad and we get it
1: too often.
0: All too often. Um, all too often. Mm-hmm. Yes, ma'am. No, no, no. So,
1: I'm like let's get to it. Okay, so doing?
0: so let's get to it. The big picture here, hey Angela, how are you? The big picture here uh marriage is a real sensitive subject. Right. Um you're talking about what someone does in their house. And so it's very very hard to speak to that whenever we have someone come to us, we generally request and we say, "Listen, I can talk to you, but it 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 does no good to just talk to you alone. Mm-hmm. We need to talk to you both." Right. Um It gets even more sensitive when you're dealing with someone's faith Mm. and the reason why that is because now you're dealing with um their uh belief you're dealing with their belief system it gets even more sensitive when when it's their when they're in their faith and their faith is what they do as a profession right okay so now you're not only dipping not you're not only being um invited into someone's home by only one party but you're being invited into their character and how they handle their faith because their faith informs how they deal with life right and then you're being invited into um almost their workspace so there's three different areas where you're being invited to and it it gets real real sensitive because those people to be Mm -hmm. honest Mm -hmm. who are in any kind of authority Once they get into that point of authority, they're not used to people telling them what to do. They're used to being catered to. And so it's hard to receive that kind of stuff. So we are really sensitive to that. We don't want to offend anyone. It's hard
1: to be told that you're doing it wrong. Yes, When you're in a pulpit, when you're in a leadership position at a church, all you're used to hearing is, amen, yes, can I get some more? Right. So... When you're at home and somebody's telling you that something that it really it translates into doing your into you're doing it wrong, it's really hard to hear yeah, and it's hard to accept because it's not what you're getting every other area in your life
0: absolutely not just that, but when you're used to the applaud right and then you go home and you're and and you're not being applauded, you're being the opposite and then that person, um, is now reaching out to others, they kind of uncover you a little bit, yeah. and you feel a little bit vulnerable, and so I understand that. So we 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 do this out of all due respect right for those who are actually operating in the ministry we do this without judgment the law here when it comes to our our page yes ma'am no, no oh no no the law here when it comes to our page is that there is no judgment there's discernment but no condemnation if that makes sense
1: it is and and listen we're getting far too many of these letters for it not to be a problem and what continues to happen is that if we speak on something that nobody's speaking on it's because people other people in these positions that they're going to are shutting them down and so we have to i mean honestly our role is always to just speak truth and speak honesty in these situations because again there are too many that are going through this and nobody's hearing them
0: speak truth to power yes absolutely so So let's go the overarching issue right now as we read both of those two letters the overarching issue the big picture issue is that there is an imbalance there are two imbalances there is an expectation imbalance and there's a potential abusive imbalance Mm. okay abuse of power abusive position and almost personal abuse and we'll go into that um what we'll do because we deal with toxic situations. Okay. So we'll break down the five toxic situations, uh, toxic mentalities that can destroy a marriage and ministry Mm. five toxic. This is not exhaustive, but these are the main ones you want to look for. So if you're single, you want to be able to look for this. If you're, if you're in this and you can identify, don't raise your hand, don't uncover your, your, your mate, but definitely, uh, Uh, pull in here yes ma'am
1: if you're single too can i just advise that you not go seeking for a minister as a husband or if you not go seeking out a ministry marriage because you think that's what makes a power couple many people will tell you in these situations that it's not all that it's cracked up to be so if you're single and you're listening to this create an idea of the, in your mind that you are not looking for a title in a mate. Okay. Absolutely. That's all I wanted to say. Hey
0: fellas. Hey Angela. Okay, here we go. Number one, if you're taking notes, if people do take notes on Sometimes. this kind of stuff. Yeah. The power couple mentality. She just mentioned it. We mentioned it. We briefly threw it out there every now and then. Um uh the power couple mentality uh can lead you to uh being in a prison for public appearances. Yep. Okay, that's very important. The issue here is that there's more time spent in building a brand than building your relationship. Mm. You're both good at building a business. You're both good at working side by side. You're both good at doing all those things. You both look real cute together out there in the world or out there doing what you do, but you're not connected together. And because you're not connected together, that's all you have in between you guys. Right. Is that that stigma, or not stigma, that 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 pers- persona of being a power couple. And while you like that, you may not like each other
1: well yeah because if you spent so much time building your brand and not you know your home and building up that relationship then when you go home you have nothing between you you go home there's nothing there to solidify nothing but air there is nothing but air (laughs) um and and too much of that to solidify who you are and so when you do begin to go through hardships you have no idea how to relate and how to respond to one another because all you've done is spent time building a brand as a couple.
0: All you've done was exactly, exactly. So um, each one of these come fo- are followed by beware. So I want to put pl- play some bewares here. Um, beware of placing more effort in the look of your marriage than putting effort in your marriage. Mm. Beware in placing more effort in the look of the marriage than placing effort in the marriage.
1: And that includes extra materialistic things that you buy to maintain that image as well.
0: Right. Absolutely. So number two, you the, ready? Number two. Number two, um, the mentality, yes, that submission is the answer. The mentality that submission is the answer. Wow. Okay. Now, we're not talking about the character character of submission. We're talking about when the issue is brought to the person who's in the ministry and is brought from their spouse that they say, well, you need to submit. This is when submission is used to manipulate the spouse into signing off on their own disenfranchisement. OK, right. this is this is when submission is used as an excuse to bully in the name of God. It's an excuse to disregard or invalidate the spouse's voice. And it's an excuse to put the spouse last. Right. OK. Right. So what uh, did you want to say anything about that? Not yet. OK. So the big beware with that is beware when telling a spouse to submit is really asking them to be OK with not mattering listen Mm -hmm. mm-hmm yeah come come on because I know you've I know you've yes
1: well because again when you sign up to marry someone who is in the ministry who is called to the ministry you believe that you're also signing up for a higher purpose yourself you believe that you're signing up to do good and to do things that matter alongside of your husband. Yes. So when you partnership,
0: get in, it, you think you signed up for a partnership. For a partnership, right? So
1: in a partnership, you feel like you should matter, your voice should matter, your opinion should matter, um, your needs should matter. And so when I take my needs and my feelings to my partner, no woman ever wants to feel like she's being told to just shut up and submit. Um, This is what you signed up for. And thus said the Lord. Right. Um, And women who unfortunately aren't knowledgeable of the word will accept that. Absolutely. And that's not of God. That's just, it's such a, and I'll never be able to say it enough. It's such a humiliating feeling to feel like your spouse does not regard how you feel and that anything else comes before you.
0: Absolutely. So, and I'll stop there. Okay. So number one and number two, when we're talking about the mentalities that are toxic and can destroy or kill a marriage and ministry we've hit number one and number two number one is the power couple mentality number two of the is the submission is the answer to all your woes mentality number three is the self-righteous mentality the self-righteous mentality it's mm. the mentality of assuming you're right because of what you do
1: yes okay yes
0: i am working for the lord and i'm putting god first so therefore I am right. Okay. Basically. And what happens is you utilize that self-righteousness as a way to avoid uh, accountability to your spouse. Mm -hmm. And yes, you are accountable to your spouse. Okay. And, and so what happens is, is that putting God first becomes the remix to neglect and abandonment. Okay.
1: And, and I mean, honestly, that's, that's how they get you to feel guilty, yeah. Um, and feeling like you're asking for too much, you begin to be made to feel guilty because I'm doing this for the Lord, so you should be okay with it. I'm doing it for the Lord, so there's no way that you can be right about me being wrong.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. So, the beware here is thinking that what you do makes you right about everything, especially when it's about sacrificing your spouse for your ministry,
1: mm. okay? That is not the all on the altar that Jesus was talking about.
0: Absolutely, <laughs> really to be honest, and just to be honest, you are bordering, if, if that is in that area, it's bordering on neglect, and neglect is a form of abuse, all right? Mm-hmm. All right, number four, okay, is the mentality of personal infallibility. <laughs> The mentality of personal infallibility. Now that's sort of like self-righteousness, but this is saying that God's infallibility makes my inf- makes me infallible. It's using God as an intimidation to keep the spouse silent, mm-hmm. okay, from holding you accountable. So if self-righteousness is based upon what I do, this infallibility is based upon who I do it with, or is based upon God. It's utilizing authority right uh, or your authority or someone else's authority god's authority to co-sign on your activity and on your behavior
1: right okay? right okay
0: that's what that is so the big beware here is thinking of yourself as god mm-hmm. or using god as a higher authority to justify how right you are
1: mm-hmm.
0: okay or how right you are in a wrong situation right Thank you so much. No problem. Okay. And then number five, we're kind of going through these because there, we have to answer these as well. Number five, you ready for number five? I'm ready
1: for number five.
0: This, this right here. Is this the linchpin? Kills. This will kill a ministry marriage. And and
1: listen, Camille said, even when you're serving with a community leader as well. Yeah. It's anyone who's in a leadership position, Camille. Absolutely. So it could be the president of the United States. It could be the president of uh, your local community wiffle ball team. If you're serving someone who has a position of power, this is this affects everything.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. The mistress mentality. The mistress mentality. I'm a hide on that one. (laughs) This is when your, your ministry becomes your mistress. This mm. is when your ministry becomes the, f- your, uh, becomes first and takes precedent before, before home. And it doesn't do any benefit to your home outside of, uh, the money it's monetary gain. It's when spending time in the ministry is not even really doing the job but being around the people who 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 throw you the accolades Mm -hmm. okay is being around the people who entertains your position um it's it's when you rather be at church than be at home with your spouse with your family uh the big beware here the big beware here is the mistress is usually the woman that soothes you That makes you feel good and gives you Mm. a greater sense of self. Well, especially when you don't want to face your obvious failures at home. Oftentimes, mm -hmm. the ministry becomes an escape for the person who needs that filling because they're being told that they're they're missing the mark at home.
1: Listen, 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 yes,
0: ma'am. Yes, ma'am.
1: Can we, can we be a little tad bit honest here as well, though? Yes. Because I think we have to also address the unhealthy reasons why people get into ministry as well. With yes. this one, some people get into ministry, get into leadership positions because they need that amen. They need that applause. They need that praise. They need to feel like they are more important than what they even think they are. For the fame factor. For the fame factor. Right. Um, yes. And I mean, I mean, narcissistic factor. Narcissistic. But, yes. you know, when you have something like that, a lot of times these people marry individuals that they believe are going to just add on into that amen crowd. Mm-hmm. Because leadership is sexy. Because leadership is a is something that most people covet. It's also something that most women especially covet after. Absolutely. So when you get someone who has that need, yes, all that they will begin to do is seek that applause and that praise everywhere except for where they're not getting it. And that becomes home. So if it is church, Mm. if it is work, if it is somebody else on the praise team, like it becomes something that they need and have a desire and a craving for because if they don't feel like they have that, they don't feel like they have any value
0: absolutely sorry absolutely no 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 i need that because you got value baby i got back <laughs> so okay we laid out those problems and, and and general rule here there's no use of laying out problems unless you have answers real answers not opinions not just something that right. we can sink our teeth into because these can be helped these can be saved Um, If those two people are really looking into saving it. So let's first talk to the person who married into that ministry, if you will, or married a person who was already in the ministry or going into ministry. Here's what I would have you to do. And if you're thinking, if you're single and you're thinking about it, or if you've already married to someone, Mm -hmm. here's what I have you to do. I will have you talk to a doctor or a law enforcement officer or a military spouse the hmm. spouse of any of the three right because what you're looking at you're looking at duty individuals individuals whose job they actually psychologically bring home and so it's it's hard so for them to um it, it's hard for them to maintain uh their in her home, their marriage, and so you want to know how they do it from a professional standpoint. Right. When you have someone who deals with death, someone who deals with fear, someone who deals with war, trauma, someone who deals with a lot of trauma, a right. lot of trauma, and how the spouse deals with it when they bring it home. Because I tell you what, when someone is really serving, when someone is really out there on the grind, when someone is really touching lives, saving lives, talking people down off of bridges in their life emotionally. And, and actually, literally, when you're dealing with that, that person needs a place to lay their head. They need a place to come home and feel peace. And so what you want to do is you want to talk to spouses in those genres or in those areas and in those, in those professions because you'll get a nice a semblance of what you may have to deal with uh, uh, being married to or what you may already be dealing with married to a minister. Now, I will say... I was very tempted to write down someone who was in the, a spouse of someone who was in an entertainment industry. I was real tempted with that.
1: Who was you gonna write down?
0: <laughs> no, 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 no. I was, I was real tempted with telling them to talk to a spouse of someone in the entertainment industry too.
1: Yeah, that's not gonna work.
0: And the but, but the reason why is, is because, and that's very real. And, and I didn't want to write it down because I did not want to um i'm hurt those who are in the ministry i didn't want to i I didn't want to make that connotation but it's very real because that person who is in an entertainment industry their spouse deals with a lot and you'll need to learn how to deal with the travel the the accolades the constant uh tugging the constant attention and and their mentality and how it changes their behavior over time yes so that that is there it's a reality
1: okay i thought you was gonna go somewhere else with that because i'll get real mad no 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 no, no. entertainers they deal with draws getting thrown at them every which way well and um, so i don't want to know how to deal with that
0: right 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 (laughs) well you got you got it well it it happens but the idea is being able to be a strong one of the one of the things is is really um and we'll get to the person who's in the ministry, and I say person because really, while both of these letters are by women, there are men in this group too.
1: Yes, there and are. So
0: I am not i dis- am not uh, focusing on one group here. So when we get to the people who are actually in the ministry, um, it's going to be v- it, one of the things is it's very important that you handle yourself, handle yourself with the uttermost character and virtue so that you can be trusted okay and we'll get into that a little bit i was just thinking about uh, our pastor yeah um, and how he handles himself and uh he, he told many a stories of when he's got pushed up on mm-hmm. and and he handles himself both of them very attractive uh him Money. and his wife yes and and they just they handled themselves so appropriately she'll beat you up
1: <laughs> right. She's like a triple black belt. But,
0: but still, it, I, I, I admire them. They don't know that they're kind of our mentors from a distance. But I, I love um, how they handle themselves. And so they never question each other when they're apart from each other.
1: Well, not only that, but since we're there. Yeah. Um, on the subject of this and this, the ministry not coming first. One thing that I observe in our pastors is that they take breaks regularly and if one is is not in church on Sunday the other ones there or sometimes both of them take a Sunday off right they believe in putting their marriage and their family first if their marriage is not right everything else crumbles if their marriage is not in sync everything else falls down so i'm like no that is a, our pastors are amazing they're amazing for that and so. there's a
0: reason for that too and i'm about to hit it because now now that we're dealing with those who are married right. into the ministry let's talk about those who are doing the ministry you are the spouse and 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 you know this is i do not want to get oh i'm sorry i pushed that over there uh, i do not want to get preachy but it's important to speak their language, if that makes sense.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Babies. And uh, yeah.
0: that's part of my background anyway. So it's important that I'm, I be able to bring them something that they could chew on and take home and do whatever. I know that when you're dealing with orators, they can mix up and do whatever they want. But I'm going to bring I, I yeah. to be truthful. So the first thing is, is that when the profession of your faith is the same as your profession as in work. It's easy to wrap your relationship around the profession of what you do as work, but miss the character that you must have as a result of the profession of your faith. What that means is, is that when you work in the ministry, you're working, but because of the profession of your faith, that should dictate and move and it should facilitate how you work in the ministry and it should facilitate how you live your daily life in your marriage in your marriage that's right and so what happens is is that and and we men are are guilty for this all the time putting work first especially when bills are due or when things need to happen we want to we want to work all the time so it's easy it's so easy to tap on when you got purpose behind that job right it's so easy to say okay this comes first right and but you would be wrong because your faith in which you work in mm-hmm. dictates and identifies that it does not come first
1: right It is so funny because like you always say, men are going to believe that as long as they're taking care of bills and as long as money is coming into the house, she should be happy. But when that's not even how the Bible dictated how you should run your marriage, you know what I mean? So even in ministry, it has nothing to do with the work that you're doing outside the home to make your wife happy. It's what the work that you're doing inside of the home.
0: Right, which and is that's,
1: dictated by the God, by the Bible,
0: and that's an issue, uh, really, of knowing your wife rather than knowing the. You know, I mean, we want to know the word, but that's an issue of knowing your wife. Yeah, that's the issue of having a relationship. That's an issue
1: of hearing your wife, because I guarantee you, from these letters that we got, it's an issue of hearing your wife. Absolutely. So your marriage is not a distraction, right?
0: Um, for those who are in the ministry um and i, I do say it should
1: this, not be treated as a distraction right
0: and we do say this humbly once again because we know how that touches on some nerves your marriage is not a distraction your marriage is not a habit and your marriage is not a checklist uh, off of your daily responsibilities mm-hmm. your marriage is your primary responsibility mm-hmm. okay it's and that's very important that you understand that so what we'll do is we'll defer to my brother,
1: <laughs> dear deacon,
0: Elder. my brother, my brother, Paul, what, what, one thing that Paul does, which is really interesting is, and he infers this and he states this, uh, Paul, we know the one who wrote most of the letters of the new Testament, right. um, he, he understands that the marriage precedes ministry.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: and he infers this all whenever he speaks on marriage he infers this usually all the time In first corinthians 7 that whole thing deals with marriage all right the whole the whole thing deals with different uh you know being married to someone who's not a believer covering a house blah 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 but when you get down to verses 32 he talks about and and, and you got to pick up this inference he says it'd be better it and you know allow me to paraphrase it'd be better if you'd be if guys it'd be better if you're not married so you could focus solely on the lord because i know that when you are married mm-hmm. you're going to focus on the things of the, this world and he's not talking about the world system or nothing like that you're going to focus on your wife as you're supposed to he says I'm not preventing you I'm not telling you not to do that but understand that that's going to I do understand that that's going to be your focus exactly so me personally because I'm single that's that's Paul talking me personally because I'm single I would really rather you be kind of by yourself so you can focus fully on that also understand it's is first century Christianity
1: (laughs) baby don't start going into history and
0: people are people (laughs) are being killed and stuff like that as well so you have a lot you have a lot to consider when you take on a life under your wing as a husband. Mm-hmm. So understand that. That's 1 Corinthians. But I think we'd find a better identifier to uh, how important marriage and the family is to someone who serves, as when Paul talks to his protege, uh, Timothy. He sends a letter to Timothy. It's in 1 Timothy. And he's talking about, you know, you've all read it. Uh, or not with- based or- on these letters maybe they haven't read
1: it <laughs> okay that fr- is the problem <laughs>
0: it's first timothy three and he's talking about overseeing the the qualifying
1: uh, characteristics. The qual-
0: characteristics of overseers bishops and deacons and one of the ones is that he must manage his family well see that his children obey him and he must do this in a manner that's worthy of a full respect why are
1: you getting loud like you was preaching worthy huh oh my rabasha and i even spit sorry worthy. worthy
0: huh but it is it's, it's got to be because it says it here it's in it's got to be in a manner that's worthy of full respect and then it's uh parenthetically it says um paraphrase how can you manage the church if you have not managed your own home now here's the thing Oh, my goodness.
1: We can go home right okay, there.
0: Okay. Okay. It, it, it cut out, but we're back. Um, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Manage does not mean bully. Manage does not mean control. Manage does not mean authority uh, in a sense that you just, you know, you beat up on everybody in the house. Manage, and it's from his Greek text, means that you lead, you devote yourself to, and you're busy with. Wow. So if there's problems in your home and you're a, a, a minister, that means you're not managing your home well. You're not leading it. You're not devoting yourself to it and you're not busy enough with it. Listen. Okay. Now when he talked, go oh, ahead. You want to say something? No. Because okay. Listen. Well, yes,
1: yes, yes, I do. <laughs> because if we go back to the letter, one woman specifically said, I told him I need my husband. I miss my husband. And he told her that he, pretty much that she should have to deal with it. So, If your wife is telling you that she misses you, that means you are not busy enough in your marriage the way God told you to be. And obviously
0: obviously not getting busy enough. And not getting busy. But that's a part of taking care of your partner. I mean, we we say it lightly, but that's a part of taking care of your partner. Now, also in verse 12, when he's talking to deacons, um, they also mention that you have to be faithful. To your wife you mm-hmm. have to be faithful and of course this is this is faith uh pistos greek or whatever but what it means is trustworthy reliable and someone or, or someone who can be trusted now this is very key here because you think you might think just because you're bringing home the goods or because you're doing whatever it is that you're trustworthy and you're not, she, your spouse needs to know that she can, or she, or he can trust you can trust you with them and their heart. They need to be able to trust you trust that you have their best interest in mind. They need to be able to trust that, um, you can secure them physically, emotionally and mentally all too often when you when you let me let me can i say this yes when you indulge in accolades and you desire so much applause you are unsecuring your spouse because you're showing her that they have something that she doesn't have Mm. and so what happens is when you unsecure your spouse and make her or him vulnerable then they become insecure and they will operate off of that insecurity because they're open and vulnerable when you leave the door to your house open somebody will walk through guaranteed
1: yes so how many women though based on that becoming insecure, have been made to feel like they're crazy, been made to feel like they should feel guilty for feeling insecure, when again, she can't trust you to cover her. She cannot trust you to take care of her. She cannot trust you to take care of home. And taking care of home has so much more to do with, you know, so much more to do with anything other than the money that you're throwing in there.
0: Absolutely, when someone tells you that it's just because you're insecure, there's an obvious reason for that being and that's nothing you should be uh ashamed of you should be able to point to the point where they unsecured you right because when they unsecured you you then became insecure because now you're afraid of what they might do because you cannot trust them that means that they are not Faithful. That means that they are unfaithful, not unfaithful to you as far as infidelity, right? But they are untrustworthy because they have presented
1: themselves and acted as such. And let Does but that let's, mean, sen- yeah, make sense. Yeah, but let's be real though people are not the only things that we can be unfaithful to our spouse to. And I think when somebody becomes insecure, it's immediately triggering somebody to say that, oh, I'm not going to mess with nobody else. I ain't sleeping with nobody else. I ain't out here with nobody else. I'm out here doing the work of the Lord. No, if you are not taking care of your home, if your family is not being put first, if your wife's feelings, her affections, her needs I'm sorry, sex is not being put before your 7 a.m. prayer call every day that you got to have on Facebook Live. Something is going missing and she cannot trust you to take care of her innermost feelings that she brings to you day in and day out to say, honey, listen, I'm hungry. Honey, I need you. Honey, I cannot do this anymore. I need a husband. Right. Monica
0: Monica said it perfectly. It makes a woman feel uncomfortable covered yep and when a woman is uncovered and vulnerable she's
1: prey she's prey but she also even to her own self Even to a woman's own self though, when you begin to feel like, you put it so perfectly, that the church, that the people, that the community, that the ministry has something that she doesn't have, it begins to make her feel like she is not worth anything. It begins to make her feel like she's not worthy. So then what does she begin to do? She begins to work harder and harder to try to prove to you and the church who's talking about her because she's not there every single Sunday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday cleaning the church it begins to make her try to prove over and over again, her worth and her value to you. When all you have to do is cover her and secure her.
0: Absolutely, absolutely.
1: And there's never gonna be enough to somebody who does not get this.
0: And so as an extra bonus, as an extra bonus, because I do know that those who are doing the work and they feel like, okay, I'm bringing home the bread, I'm bringing home, uh, I'm I'm keeping this establishment, I'm keeping it going, I'm keeping the lights on and stuff like that it's important for you to understand and, and they should and they should appreciate that. Right. And it's not that your, your spouse does not appreciate that. The idea is that your spouse doesn't see that as love. I will highly recommend one of my favorite books. I always talk about it is five uh, the five love languages. Right. Because that you need to disengage with what you think love is and pull into what she or he uh, know love to be. They see it different. They need your presence. They may need your touch mm-hmm. they may need um, you to do things for them rather than for everybody else to show them some attention some affection uh, show them that they're important show them that they're valuable
1: but let me listen everybody who reads the five love languages don't get the same thing out of it right right we all have different needs when we come out of that if you're going to read the five love languages Part of the problem here with these marriages is that they're not taking time to make their marriage a priority. So can I suggest that you take time, read the five love languages together, but while you're taking time away from the things that you've been putting before her? I know many strong leaders who have taken time away from the ministry, not because they messed up, not because they cheated, but because they knew that if they did not start putting their wives first, they were going to lose them. Mm -hmm. And so I would even suggest take some time away, read the five love languages. But once you find out that her love language is touch, touch a girl, baby, spend a whole week, a whole weekend. If you can at least touching on your wife, touch spend an entire time there because it's not that she needs to be touched the way you need to be touched she needs to be touched the way she needs to be touched so allow her to train you on how to touch her huh
0: Uh, there it is there it is so and we'll transition that over to the letters now that we can take a look at these letters once again um Um, both of them need marriage and family if they're going to if they're if if they are going to try to save those marriages both of them are going to need counseling Um, we highly suggest it we always suggest counseling obviously the party that's hurting is the one that's willing to go right and the other party is the one especially if that other party is in authoritative authoritative position Um, they are most likely not wanting to go that should not keep you from going um it should you should just go ahead and go anyway and then when it's time say do you want to join me Mm -hmm. um that's the thing so the first one um i mean really to be honest with you that that is going to need counseling simply because uh that, that 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 your husband is tied up into his um into the church right. as a mistress
1: so the first one the first one is is that she loves her husband he's a great guy he's just not there for her she misses him exactly exactly
0: so exactly. and so
1: you're saying that he pretty much and in his instance the church is a mistress
0: <laughs> right in a sense in a sense not that he means it to be he really probably wants no one knowing one what's going on here because he is so good in so many different areas I do understand that he wants to do the right thing and it's important to understand that he wants to do the right thing. And it's important to approach him and say, Hey, listen, I know you want to do the right thing. I know that you are serving. I adore you. I admire you for serving. I I like serving next to you. If you're, if you're in there serving next to him. Um, however, I need you. I want to serve you too. Mm And I need your service as well. I think that's, I I don't know, you know, different men take that differently. Um,
1: No, they shouldn't. Because if you're loving them the way Christ loves the church. There it is. Christ served first. And even even in the Bible, I forget where it says that, but it's like, listen, if you do not treat your wife right, the Lord will shut his ears off to your prayers that is the bible christ served first and he went out to hear and listen to the people Jesus right. didn't preach to people right away he gave them food you know he gave them what they needed first and then he delivered the message he filled their bellies and then he delivered what he needed to do for them absolutely we, we can't not we because I'm not a man but if you're no, if you're in a ministry position it's, it's unfair to believe that because you are a pastor at a church a minister at a church you're supposed to come home and be the minister at your home you are the priest of your home that means you oversee the care and the well-being and everything in that home but you are not going in and dictating as if you are the pastor
0: right at you are house. right you're not a you're not a ceo right uh, or executive in the home you are the servant you are to be a servant leader um and that's really when i think of a husband the first a husband in christ the first a uh, picture that comes to mind is washing feet. She should have her feet washed. And what that means is, is that she should be invited. What happened is, and, and just just real quick, real mm-hmm. quick, washing feet was, an, uh, was a natural thing, is that when you visited someone's house and because you wore sandals, the Jesus sandals, uh, you walked into the house, your feet were dusty, and they offered you water to wash your feet, okay? It makes you comfortable in that home where jesus is in someone else's home washing their feet he's saying i want you comfortable with me wherever i go right it's very important that you understand that when you wash and when you serve your wife you're inviting her into your life on a consistent Mm. basis wherever you go she is invited there should be no place that you go that she is not invited Mm -hmm. okay that's very important so with that first one you love him we get it um we love him too but he's he's you're gonna need uh, um, a therapist and really to be honest with you i don't think a therapist is really is really good for this this person i think you just need a mediator someone to interpret what you're saying to him because he's he's missing it because of his passion for the ministry would that be
1: fair to say i think yeah but i also think men don't hear things very well coming from their wives let's be honest um, right. That's why I
0: said a mediator. Right. A mediator.
1: A, but I also think with an interpreter, you need somebody that they admire and respect, that understands the dangers of putting your wife second, someone that 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 can read these scriptures to them. Translate these these scriptures to them right. and help them understand that, listen, God wants you to put your home first. Right. Your wife is not asking for anything other than what God has mandated according to the word and according to the scripture. And I feel like if somebody in a leadership position, overseeing position over this husband were to go to them and say, listen, if listen, my pastor right now, when he interviews a person for a job at our church. Mm-hmm he doesn't just interview them for the job, they interview their spouse for the job of the church as well. Why? Because my pastor will not hire anyone who does not have their home in order. Why? Because God demands that you have your home in order in order to be a leader. So I think also, if you're serving and your husband is serving in this ministry, I think it would behoove you to have leadership over him. And and hopefully you have leadership that would help them understand that. Listen, part of the requirement of being a leader here says that you have to be a good husband and you have to be managing and stewarding your home properly. So again, all that to say full circle, have also a leader that they respect. Tell them this.
0: Absolutely. That makes so much sense. Uh, And going to the second one, (laughs) Uh, number one, don't fight. Don't fight. That's that's not. So
1: (laughs) the second one is the lady who has the husband who is a minister of music. This lady wrote us in to tell us that these people at this church do not respect her. People walk up to her husband, say whatever they want to him. Do not address her. Do not look at her um, and and pretty much make her feel like she's the mistress in they show. Okay. okay. So this particular relationship, mm-hmm. she's done. What What is your final advice for her?
0: Um, it can be saved. Um, right now she's hurting and right now she's bordering on neglect. So she's going to need some help dealing with that. I would certainly recommend that uh, she have um, here's the thing I when I read these letters, I also read into them the character of the person who who wrote the letter. and so I can see when someone is anxious, I can see when someone is a bit aggressive. I can see when someone is a bit um, upset mm-hmm. And so the idea is is to pull him aside in a way that removes removes emotional hurt Mm -hmm. not saying that we that you disregard it but that you're moving out of the conversation for the moment and give him understanding right that this is where you are you're hurting you need him as a husband and then let him know that there are consequences to this Mm -hmm. and then let him know that you're making the first move by going to counseling. You do what you have to do. Now, I will say this, and I say this to people when we talk to them or when we help them uh, through their situations. Um, uh, no one can save that marriage. Right. No one can save that marriage but you two. Right. It has to be a willing effort by both of you. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes when you start forward, they will catch up. Um, and then uh, I will have her stay uh stay in touch with us
1: stay in touch um also i think it's very important to let women in these situations know that it's not your fault it's nothing that you should be made to do in order to feel like you're not doing enough for this absolutely one thing that i know very well is a woman who's just about fed up um, I've been that woman. I've seen that woman all too many times is that when you have a woman who was just about fed up, it's a be- song. About it. It's well, there's nothing you can do about it. Um, <laughs> but when a woman gets to that place, it's not because she just got tired and she don't want to be there no more. She has tried. She has reached out. She has asked, she has talked to the pastor. Chances are she's talked to multiple leaders in the church to find, try to figure out how to help with this. It's going to take, um, and I think it goes back to the same thing. It has to be someone that they respect in order to get through to them to help them understand. If they are in a mentality where they want to save their marriage, they have to understand and believe what God's word says, plain and simple. They can't just be out there because if somebody's out there looking for praise, attention, and groupies, they're going to get it. And they'll pretty much be like, well, if you want somebody else, will. But if somebody who's genuinely sincere, um, about their marriage then they're going to want to hear what god says about how they should be treating their wives and i think we can't hide behind the banner of ministry anymore to allow marriages to suffer
0: absolutely i think you're absolutely right so we appreciate you guys um stay tuned if you listen to this again go ahead and share it yes Uh, if you don't listen to it again wait till it's up then share it again um and then uh look forward on itunes and uh soundcloud soundcloud i always forget soundcloud that's
1: okay Me
0: too. okay thank you for tuning in to this week's soulcast broadcast we hope you enjoyed the program we invite you to visit us at the soultiesdetox.com where you can leave your voice recorded question or comment that may be selected for future soulcast be sure to subscribe to this podcast so that you can stay up to date with our program